Welcome to the Dear Mark Project podcast, brought to you by Bray Co. As marketing and advertising professionals, honesty and transparency need to be at the forefront for everything we do. However, with new emerging technology, creating materials that are both engaging and 100% transparent can be super tricky. The Dear Mark Project podcast produces weekly episodes on honesty and transparency as it relates to the advertising and marketing spaces. Our goal is to get Mark Zuckerberg and his social media empire to create an automatic hashtag filtered image tag that shows up on any post that uses a filter. It's a small action that we believe can create a world of a difference. Stay tuned on how you can support and enjoy the show. Thank you everyone for tuning in to another episode of the Dear Mark Project podcast. Today we are joined with Andrea. Andrea, please introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. So um, my name is Andrea Evgenu. Um, I'm a licensed counselor in New Jersey. Um, Currently I work for a group practice and I serve um, individuals anywhere from like 16 years old and up. Um, my, I primarily work with people who have anxiety and trauma. So those are my two worlds that I really like working on. Um, my modalities are, um, dialectical behavior therapy, um, compassion focused therapy, um, and trauma informed care. Awesome. Well, we are so excited to have you here today. And today we're going to be discussing self-care and body image when it comes to social media. So let's start off with the first question. Um, What tips do you have for better social media self-care? Sure. So whenever, because actually social media does come up a lot um, when I'm working with my clients, especially, well, honestly, (laughs) I would, I can't even say it's, 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 more with the younger generation. I think at this point, a lot of the people I serve, we've grown up in the digital world. Um, So I would say the first thing to consider when you're on social media is how can I make it meaningful? How can I make this experience something um, that I'm not just sort of on autopilot with? How can I make what I'm consuming um, a part of my, my growth, um, and how can I make it a positive experience? Um, so I often will ask people to share with me what type of social media they are intaking. Um, and a lot of times it's like, you know, I'm looking at pictures of my friends or I'm following my favorite, my favorite artist or music artist. Um, And even those accounts can actually be triggering. Um, So, for example, personally, I have a friend who I love, but she, she I don't know if she has a perfect life or that she curates a perfect life, but I'm very triggered when I, I look at her stuff because it's so beautiful and it seems so perfect that I begin to compare myself. And when I do that, I, I, I tend to notice that inside I don't feel so good. And even though I'm friends with this person, I have to mute this person. I don't, you know, so I, I hang out with them. I actually see them often. But on social media, it's just too much. And that's a boundary that I set for myself. So making sure 
you can um, make any time that you have online meaningful. So does it, mat does it match your values? Um, does it support your mental health? Does it make you feel invigorated? Um, does it inspire your hobbies and interests? So um, those are, that's one thing I would suggest when taking into consideration um, how maybe you'd want to um, engage in social media. I love that. And I love that you brought up the example of your friend, because I also have a lot of friends that are, you know, social media influencers. So it's literally their job to look perfect on yeah. social media. So right. I'm really interested to kind of understand, like, did you have a conversation with your friend or um, did you like mute them? Like, how did you go about that struggle? Yeah, so to be honest, so I have my own therapist. I feel like if you're a therapist, you should be in therapy yourself. Um, and so... <laughs> One of the things that I was driving myself crazy in for a few sessions was my, and it sounds silly, but my cabinets in my kitchen, my kitchen cabinets, they're old, they're rickety, they're not very nice, they're always breaking. And I would always compare my cabinets to this, my friend, because <laughs> she has this beautiful new kitchen. And my therapist was wondering, like, where is this coming from? Like, what, what is what are you doing? Like, what do you, who, who are you comparing yourself to? And then I realized oh, it's, it's, it's my friend and it's not something that I talk to her about because, you know, I think that's not her problem, right? How she, how she affects me with her beautiful life. It shouldn't, I don't, I don't think that should be her problem. Um, so, you know, it's, it's great. You know, there's features on Instagram that, that allow you to, to mute just stories Um and I think you could still have them on your main feed. And so I decided, you know, I'm going to meet her on my stories. And I'm just going to sort of, if I want to give myself an update on her life, I'm going to choose when to look her up and see what she has going on. And so before I hang out with her, sometimes, like, oh, you know, let me go check her, her Instagram so I can catch up on her life. Um, and honestly, it's made such a difference. I, I even have best friends that I have to do that with. And I know it sounds silly, but um, it's a protective mechanism and a boundary that I set for myself and honestly it's such a relief to just sort of like because I think there's so much of life that we don't have control of but we can control the intake on social media and so I was able to control that part of social media for me and it's made it so much more um, of a good time you know positive meaningful time for me absolutely yeah. and it's so important to make your experience positive because I mean we're constantly on social media I feel like you know I'm a social media specialist so it, it is my job to be on social media constantly but even just in my personal life you know it, it, it's constant it's every single day so I mean you know just like the motto of hey you know you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with kind of taking that your social media as well so I absolutely love that um and uh, why, so you were talking about comparing ourselves um, to the people that we see on social media. So why do you think that we compare ourselves to others that we see on social media? Yeah, well, I think it's a human nature to compare ourselves to others. I don't think we should judge ourselves on that. I think it's just sort of like, it's just natural. We, we do that. Um, but um, I, I do believe that... Be, it is social media is a double edged sword. It's a beautiful thing. We have so many, so much at our fingertips to learn and to absorb. Um, but then on the other hand, it's, it could be a painful place to be. Um, you know, I want to emphasize the um, importance of 
promoting our natural self online um, because I think it makes our experience online for ourselves and other people um, like a, a more real place to be, a safer place to be. And I think if I think if we do that, which it takes a lot, a lot of guts to do that because not everyone does that. I think it, it can empower like our friends and family to do the same um, because I think all of us feel happier when we can be our, our authentic selves. And if your authentic self is this wonderful organizer with pressed clothes and, you know, gleaming teeth, like, awesome. That's great. I always think it's important for us that we try to be authentic. Um, and I think it's cool to show it on social media, you know, and I think um, in terms of body neutrality or, or body um, positivity, um, the more that we can show ourselves our real selves, um, it really creates this like body positive heritage um, for our, you know, our offspring, our kids and their kids. Because um, I remember growing up, you know, my mom, who's beautiful, because she convinced me when I was young that she was ugly. She would look at herself in the mirror and call herself names. And I, re- I didn't realize until well, that I was until I was older, that she's actually like, absolutely gorgeous, perfect body. I think she's, you know, fabulous looking. Um, but, you know, the way we talk to ourselves and the way we talk about ourselves and present ourselves has an influence on other people and then the way they look at themselves. So, you know, we're doing work for our future by being our authentic self, I think. So when we're on social media and kind of playing this comparison game, you brought up about we can either compare ourselves or you know, maybe we can even pull inspiration. So how can we pull inspiration, positivity from maybe some of the things that we're seeing rather than compare ourselves? Um, sure. I think first noticing how we feel when we're online. You know, when you're scrolling on Inst- I'll just, you know, use Instagram, for example. Um, notice the sensations that you have in your body. I know when I'm anxious, I feel it in my chest. I feel like my arms get tight. I feel it in my throat. So for me, it's a very physical thing. So I think, and, it's, and sometimes we don't, we're not aware of our thoughts when we're scrolling. So I think if we can notice the sensations, um, I think that that could be a really good starting point. Like, so for example, like let's say you're scrolling and you're sort of down a rabbit hole of like perfect, um, perfectly organized homes and it's making you feel like really bad about yourself, you know, stop every once in a while and and, and check in with your body. How am I feeling? What kind of thoughts are coming up? So I think first noticing is important. Um, I think it could be important to, um, understand what your values are. Um, And now having a a conversation about values can be done with a therapist or with a friend, but maybe you value authenticity. Maybe you value hobbies. Maybe you value um, health, right? And sort of utilize your values to dictate the type of social media that you take, take part in. Um, I think it's also important to um, take notice of the type of the, the type of things we share as well, right? So it might be really easy to see a post 
and want to troll. Like there's a part of us that wants to that, that, you know, we're behind that keyboard and that screen. Maybe it's easy to be, to be a troll. You know, maybe something about that feels good in the moment. Um, But I think resisting that urge and showing empathy rather than aggression can be important. And also um, not engaging with trolls because there are some people out there that just, and I have it on my own account. Um, they will just go onto accounts and say mean things and say things that they know will hurt you. Um, and so I just delete them. I don't even read them. <laughs> you know, I just delete them. But instead of like engaging and like, you know, going all like, oh, I need to defend myself. Um, I don't want to put that much energy out there. Just personally, I just delete and block. Um, so I think, you know, choosing where do you want to put your energy I think is also important um and setting boundaries with yourself um it I think because we're all so plugged in um it feels so hard to um, give ourselves break a break from, from social media so sometimes what I do if I'm noticing that I'm spending too much time on social media is I'll delete my apps and I will only make it so that if I want to check my apps, I have to like go on www.facebook.com. Because by the time I do that, I'm like, oh, God. And, and that browser, it's not so user friendly. So I'm like, OK, I'm over it. Um, so for me, I think that's that's a really good um, boundary that I can set for myself when it's hard to 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 stop on my own. Um Sometimes, you know, if there's items I don't want to see, Instagram makes it easy to, you know, I don't want to see things like this. Um, Delete. Let's see. What else? Um, Oh, yeah. You know, making making note of like how the algorithm works for you. Right. So you're going down a rabbit hole. Stop and and notice, like, is this something I really want the algorithm to learn about me? Um, And maybe take a break. Put your phone down for a little bit. Um, so those are things that I personally do, um, that, that are small, but like that make it so that when it's hard for me, um, to put my phone down, these things make it a little bit easier to set boundaries for myself. Absolutely. No, that makes a lot of sense. And, um, to end it off, what is maybe one or two, um, top strategies that you have for having a better social media experience top tips top tips okay um i think just i always start with noticing whenever it comes to anything someone you know client is working on i i always just have them notice first what am i feeling what thoughts are coming up so i think it's important to just stop and notice because i have a post on this that i just recently um, posted, but social media really can set off our stress response, you know, that, that fight or flight response. Um, we can make ourselves really wrecked with nerves online. Um, and that, that can be really dangerous for us. So I think noticing when I'm getting into this fight or flight or freeze response, and then another thing that I like to do is I, and I, and I always suggest this with my kids and myself and my clients, is to put on your self-kindness glasses. And so what I mean by that is when I notice I'm comparing, when I notice that I'm being unfair to myself, 
put on your self-kindness glasses um, and look at yourself or the world through the lens of a best friend. Put your, put your self-kindness glasses on. What would your best friend say to you? You know, they'd probably say, Andrea, like, there are so many great things about you. You don't have to have the best, most pristine cabinets in the world. Like, maybe it's okay that you are just, like, authentically you and a, and a fun mom um, and an okay therapist, you know. Um, so I say notice. Noticing is so important. And compassion for yourself is really important too. And, and recognizing too, that this is hard. It's not going to ha- happen overnight. It might take you a, a year to sort of get to the point where social media feels more safe for you. Um, so don't beat yourself up if it's not happening overnight. You know, it's, 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 you got to unlearn it and you've lived in it all your life. So it's, it's not easy. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I love that. Well, Andrea, this has been absolutely fantastic. Thank you so much for being a guest with us. And please tell the audience how they can get in touch with you or what you have going on in your life. Sure. Um, so I have an Instagram account that I post um, daily or a few times a week. Um, and I love to share content, original content and reels and things like that. Sometimes I do um, Instagram lives on there. Um, I'm not taking any new clients at the moment, um, but I will give you my, um, my handle. So it's positive underscore regard underscore for underscore you. So it's positive regard for you. Um, and again, my name is Andrea Evgenu. So you can find me on Instagram. Awesome. Yep. We will definitely have that in the link below. Um, Andrea, thank you again so much. Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate you having me on. Thanks for listening. To learn more about how to make social media a more honest and empowering place to be, follow us on Instagram at the Dear Mark Project and visit our website, dearmark.co. Stay tuned every week for a new episode. Thanks again for tuning in.